A mark of a disciple is a life of generosity. I have a friend at our church that came to me one time and said, I, I don't understand why we talk about the offering every week. Why don't we just put a bucket in the back of the church and people when they walk out afterwards can just drop it on their own. It's between them and the Lord and we'll just handle it that way. And I said, well, here's something you're not thinking about. The point of our offering every week is not simply for the church. It's actually for the Christians. And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, of course we need to pay the light bill and we need to be able to give money to missionaries all around the world and, and, and everywhere in between and have a youth ministry and a college ministry and all the things that resources provide for our church. But in the scriptures, it's much, much more than that. It's about our heart. You see, if God was going to give us an EKG, if he was going to look inside of our hearts and see the condition of it, the scriptures say that he would judge it by whether or not we are generous. In Matthew chapter 6, here's what Jesus said. He said, don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves don't break in and steal. In other words, where it actually has eternal value, not temporary value. He said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And then in verse 24, he says, no one can serve two masters. So either he will hate one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. He said, you cannot serve both God and money. Imagine if one time your pastor went up on the stage on a Sunday morning, and he said, I just want the whole entire church to know that I do not care in any way, shape, or form at all about your heart. I mean, how offended would you be? And he wasn't joking. He wasn't putting, he wasn't trying to brush it aside. He wasn't being snarky or sarcastic or, or anything along those lines. He was just being truthful and said, I don't care about your hearts. I'm guessing people would either meet him out front afterwards or call an emergency elders meeting or personnel meeting and want to talk about how could you tell your church you don't care about their hearts? Is that your job to care about their hearts? Well, if we never talk about money in the church, and they were talking about generosity in our Bible studies, in our Christian conversations, we might as well have some big neon flashing sign that says we don't care about your hearts. Because what God looks for when, when he determines the condition inside of us is how we are when it comes to our resources. Because we can't serve two masters. We can't serve both God and money. And the remedy that he gives us to make sure we're serving the right master when it comes to this area is generosity. There's not a five-step plan. There's not a 10-step plan. Uh, there's not a guilt trip. There's not even a, a perfect illustration. It's simply to be generous. Because Jesus said, where your heart is, there your treasure is. They're linked together. Notice what he didn't say. He didn't say where your time is, there your heart is also. He didn't say where your spiritual disciplines are, as important as those are, there your heart is also. He says, no, the condition of your heart is going to be linked to your treasure. Like those two things go together, and then throughout the theme and the storyline of the Bible, when it comes to the church, we can see that the generosity should be in general, but specifically it should be to fuel the mission of the local church. I think of Barnabas as the church was first being formed in the book of Acts. He saw a need and he met that need. He owned a field and sold the field that he had and put the money at the apostles' feet. I know everyone doesn't own a field. Everyone doesn't have something available to, to sell and to give away. But the principle is there. As the church was getting ready to go forward, Barnabas saw that mission, the ammunition for that, was going to be the resources that he had. 
So God cares about our hearts. If he's going to look inside of us, he wants to see generous people, not stingy people, not people that have this assumption that everything's for our own consumption, people that aren't focused on the things of this world but want to store up money in a way that it has lasting value, not temporary value. And the way that happens is by actually giving it away. So God does not call us to be reckless with our finances. Uh, He also doesn't call us to be stingy with our finances. He calls us to be generous, a generous heart, a generous life, that ammunition to fuel the mission of the local church. So for yourself, for your own Bible study group, your own Sunday school class, your own church family, I think a really important question to ask is, what is the condition of your heart? You might say, well, I think it's okay. I think it's going all right. Well, these marks of a disciple, we actually have measurables to let us know how we are doing. And one of those great indicators of how we're doing in this area, this mark of a disciple of generous living, is to do that heart check and to see whether or not we love money rather than simply have or use money. God didn't give us the resources he gave us just to focus on ourselves. Yes, they're to provide for our family, provide shelter over our head, prepare for the future, maybe even leave an inheritance to your children, all those wonderful things. But they're also to fuel his mission of his good news in your community and also around the world. And that best happens through the local church. So as a pastor myself, I really want to care about the hearts of the people in the congregation the Lord allows me to pastor. And that's not going to happen very well by simply having a bucket in the back of the sanctuary where we never actually talk about money outside of a sign that says, please drop your your tithes and offerings. And that's exclusively all we do. Now we're going to talk about money regularly because we care about people's hearts. To not do so would be negligent or make me actually a pastor that needs a lot of correction. I'm thankful that our God cares about the hearts of his children. That's part of what makes him a loving God is he actually cares about the condition of our hearts, the affairs of his people and the way that he wants to make sure our hearts are in the right place as he looks inside to examine us is to make sure that our treasure and our heart line up together. And the way we make sure that is in the place God wants it to be is through an actual life of generosity. One of the most misquoted and misunderstood verses in all the Bible is that money is the root of all evil. Many people think the scriptures say that and even quote it from time to time. Money's not the root of all evil. God uses money to further his mission all around the world. He gives us money to provide for our families, to have a shelter over our heads, to leave an inheritance for our children. It's not money that's the root of all evil. It's the love of money, the Bible says. It's the root of all evil. And God wants to protect our hearts, wants to look after his children to make sure we never fall into the trap of loving money rather than simply being grateful for money, working hard for money, and using money for good. And the way he protects us from that is a generous lifestyle. People who are giving, who have open hands with what God has given us. We're told in the scriptures as well that blessed is the man who gives rather than receives. It's more blessed to give. Now, when you first hear that on the surface, it sounds almost like a prosperity gospel, a kind of proof text Bible verse isolated by itself where we think that if we give, we'll be blessed. Well, the Bible does say that, but what kind of blessing are we talking about here? Are we talking about getting more money ourselves? No, that's not what it's referring to. It means the blessing of actually living life with God and the way he intended us to live, which is as generous people. So the blessing comes with walking in the spirit and doing things the way God actually wants us to. So if we're going to care about our hearts, we have to make sure that 
money is not an awkward conversation for us. We don't view it as taboo inside of our local churches or in our Bible studies. We willingly talk about how God cares about our hearts, therefore we should care about each other's hearts as well. And this is accomplished through a life of generosity, seeing the money the Lord has given us as His ultimately, that we give back to Him to further His kingdom around the world. A generous people are the kind of hearts that God is looking for.